Another episode of Deep Dive with My Boy Sasha Joyce her come your way again, especially after such a very hot minute. But <laughs> we're going to go right into it. You know, you know me. Like we don't waste any time at all. But today, as you've hopefully already seen, um, before you you hit play, <laughs> we're gonna talk about something I've titled "Follow Study." go through the test before i i start or like go into it or, or delve any deeper i want to start with um, a quote from someone called dietrich bonhoeffer um from his book called the cost of discipleship and um, he says when christ calls a man he bids him come and die when christ calls a man he bids him come and die um so the title like it, it just is in relation to discipleship like who a disciple is um or why a disciple should follow study and go through the test like what's the implication what is this all about now the words disciple discipleship follow study go through the test all these things are not new to us like if you've been a christian for a while or you've just been a christian or just in general terms like you've heard these english words before i hope anyways but um we want to find out what the bible says about these and how these words or terms or phrases relate to a disciple first of all a disciple is a follower right and um, a disciple is a learner and a disciple is one whose foundational faith in the word of god takes them through any trials they have to face that's why i want us to look at following studying and going through tests as disciples um we will look at the meaning of follow to begin with um according to cambridge dictionary <laughs> it, the word follow means to go to move behind someone or something and go where he she or it goes um, i mean from the first word under follow it says to go so to follow connotes movement like you have to move as a disciple like we move <laughs> you have to move as a disciple discipleship and stagnation do not go hand in hand it's like oil and, and water they don't mix um so if we're disciples if we, if we say we are followers of whatever it is like are you moving is the question are you following behind someone or something um now the whole aim of christianity is to become like christ is to be like christ if you're a, a christian and that's not your aim or your goal then you need to question your why and and your what like why are you following anyways and what are you doing if you're not following after christ now our aim is to be like christ like i've said but um, John 1 verse 18 tells us that no one has ever seen God but the one and only son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the father has made him known so although um, our aim um, although our goal is to be like Christ and to follow Christ no one has seen God um, except Jesus who he who is himself God right so how do we follow someone that we've not seen the bible says that and i will raise amongst you shepherds after my own heart 
So what happens is that God raises physical people in and amongst us, our circle, who we follow him through. Because we've not seen God, we follow God through the people he raises from amongst us. So we have to question ourselves, like, who are we following? Who is that person following? Because Paul says in one of his letters that, follow me as I follow Christ. So if the person you're following isn't following Christ, then that's that's really questionable. It is very questionable. Take for instance, like if us as Christians, our goal, our aim, our destination is to become like Christ and be where he is. We won't follow someone whose goal isn't that goal. We won't follow someone whose goal is to become like Muhammad or someone whose goal is to become like Buddha. That's not us. Like We have to follow someone who is going where we're going because we're following behind them. It means they're leading the way to get into their destination where we are also hoping to get to. So who are you following is the question. If a disciple is a follower, like who are you following? Like the, the person you're following it dictates what type of disciple you are. Like, Because remember the definition of follow says um, to move behind someone or something and go where he, she or it goes. It's to say that some people are disciples of things, that like people are disciples of idols and who you follow is what kind of disciple you are. So for us, if we're disciples of Christ, then we have to follow Christ through people that he has raised up from amongst us. So who we are following needs to follow Christ. Like I can't emphasize it enough. Follow whoever is following Christ. Now the word study, um, the word study means the devotion of time and attention to gaining knowledge of an academic subject, especially by means of books. The devotion of time and attention to gaining knowledge of an academic subject, especially by means of books. The second definition says to look at closely in order to observe or read. To look at closely in order to observe or read. Um, so as Christians, as disciples of Christ, as followers, we need to dedicate ourselves to learning, to studying. We need to devote time. That's why the Bible calls us to read the Bible. I mean, the Bible calls us to read the Bible. Of course it does. But there's a scripture that says, this book of the Lord shall not depart from you. You will meditate on it and night and do what it says. And um, we need to dedicate time to read like the manual, like the basic instructions for following is the word of God is the Bible. So how do we follow? How do we follow the people God has put in our lives if we do not devote time and attention to gain knowledge of how to follow? Like no one is born and automatically knows how to follow. Like we learn these things. If we, if we don't dedicate time and devotion um, to gaining knowledge of what it means to be a disciple, a follower of Christ, then what are we doing with our time? What are we doing with our time? Now, remember the word follow means to, like, to move behind someone. So when we're following someone, say on, on a journey, we're following where they're following. Like, even if it, we're following them in a vehicle, so they're driving ahead of us and we're driving behind them. Like, we need to 
we need to study and observe and understand and gain knowledge of like where is this person going like what routes are they taking what routes are they avoiding where are they stopping to rest like what are they what are they stopping to eat like where are they buying fuel from like what are the road signs they're obeying and what are the ones that they're not even if we're walking behind someone it should be what we're doing that we're carefully observing like we're devoting our time we're closely looking and observing or reading their actions and what they're doing and for us as christians as disciples we need to sit down and carefully observe and read the life of christ i mean the whole bible is god breathed it's inspired by god it's like i said a manual for us when you're cooking and you're following a recipe you follow it like you observe it you read it <laughs> step by step i mean if you're one to cook and just throw everything in the pot that's on you but <laughs> if you're deciding to follow a recipe keyword is follow you read it you observe it so why not as christians why as disciples are we not um, dedicating time and attention to gaining knowledge of the act of following, of the person that we're following, the process of, of following. Like, why aren't we taking time? I mean, for us as students, or whoever is listening as a student, you you devote your time to read your books, to to write an exam, right? But why aren't we doing the same as Christians, as followers, sitting down, taking the Bible, reading um, Christian books and literature, like listening to podcasts. Thank you for listening by the way <laughs> but listening listening to listening to podcasts like enriching ourselves with knowledge and the bible says that in all you're getting get knowledge like for lack of knowledge my people perish like we don't want to perish as disciples we want to be armed with all the information that we can get about the person that we're following like is, is he even the right person to follow you how would you know that if you've not carefully read and understood and listened to get questions to ask about this person that you're following like for some of us we're following blindly because we've not stopped to ask and then like halfway through the journey we're like oh wow i'm what am i doing like and then we just give up a return to where we started because we've not we've not been observing what the person we're following is doing we've not We've not observed what the standard of our lives, Jesus, what he's done in this life. We've not studied, we've not devoted time. And um, this point is really a reiteration and an encouragement that as disciples, as followers, we need to devote time and attention to gaining knowledge of our walk or in our walk with Christ. We need to closely look at our, our lives, our journeys, the people that we're following. We need to observe and read. We need we need to study, basically. I can't emphasize it enough again. Um, I mean, my dad always says that learning is from the womb to the tomb. As soon as you're born into this world, you start learning. Like you naturally look at a baby, Babies actually pick things around them. They start to walk and, and, and talk and things like that. Do you teach? I mean, people can try, but you, you don't necessarily teach a baby to say their first words. But even if you teach them, they have to learn it from you teaching them, right? So, like, from from birth to death, like, we're learning. We're constantly learning. The question is, what are you learning and who you're learning from? Now, the third part says go through the test um now this phrase connotes trials 
and tribulations that disciples and followers of Christ will face. It is inevitable. We will face some trials of some kind. So Jesus said, he said, we will face trials, but we should be cheerful because he has overcome it. And that's the beautiful thing about following and studying after this man, Jesus. He's paved the way. He's he's overcome the world. We just need to walk through it. But we will also face trials. We will also face trials. Um, I've been recently reading a book with some of my spiritual family. Like, we've been reading a book. I'm not sure if you've heard of Christ for Youth International. But if you haven't, I mean, now is probably a good time to pause it and then go and look for them. Like, Christ for Youth International. Just Google them. And learn everything there is to know about Christ Youth International. But um, we've been um, CYI for sure, because Christ Youth International, try saying that 15 times in a sentence, quite a mouthful. But CYI for sure, um, CYI Europe has been reading a book or a series of books um, called God's God's Generals. Um, the first one we read, I'm not sure if that's the first volume, it, it, may, it may well be, but the first volume of God's Generals that we've read was the matters and you learn and read like of people who've gone through like trying times when i say trying like they've been through torture people have sat on like chairs of course like burning hot coal and she's not do you know what she's not even wearing a clothes so she's not wearing clothes sorry which will protect her from the heat like butt naked on a chair all because they've professed faith in Christ, because they're disciples and followers. Like, can you imagine going through something like that? Like, can you imagine being buried alive? Can you imagine being stripped of all your clothes and being asked to stand in the freezing cold? Dying. Can you imagine being crucified upside down? Can you imagine being fried in hot oil? Like, can you imagine that like, people actually went through these and worse? Like, can you imagine being beheaded of the gospel but people went through this and worse like you should i recommend that book to you like you will realize that i'm not i'm not even doing anything like i'm not i'm not suffering any enough (laughs) but um god's generals is um an exceptional book that i would recommend to you um if you look at the the work the dedication and the toil the torture of these people who because of what they did were like were able to benefit from the gospel like these people died so that the gospel will reach people like you and me if you read what they've been through it's just so heart-wrenching but that is what the journey of discipleship is but mind you for us our journey or our dying is completely different to how these matters died. Um, then it was physical torture and killings, right? But for us, it may be different. But mind you, the Bible says that we have to die to ourselves daily. So every follower who is following and studying, every disciple should die one way or the other. The Bible encourages us, not commands us to die to our flesh daily and so whereas our death may not be again like i said as gruesome as these men and women we need to die all the same and some of us it is death to addictions right some of us it is death to some types of 
of movies, of music. For some of us, it's death to some types of um, of friends. It's death to some type of like family members. For some of us, it's, it's death to different things. Like, and you know, you know your life more than anyone does, and you know what you need to die to. But guess what? You have to die. No disciple should still be alive to certain things. And you know what certain things I'm talking about. Like, you have to go through some degree of dying. And this is where I stop briefly and explain to you the three types of death. Um, first death is physical death, right? Which every single person um, will go through, right? Or maybe Christ will come and you're still alive, glory to God. But at some point in one's life, like, People die physically. People are dying all around us. We have the spiritual death, and this is separation from God. Um, Adam and Eve were the first people to die spiritually because they sinned. But then we have the eternal death. This is death after your physical death if you are spiritually dead, right? I'll take it again. Like, if you're spiritually dead, that is, you've lost your relationship with God or you've never had a relationship with God, then you die physically. I'm sorry, but you will die eternally. And that's the truth. But the good news is that Christ died. I know we've just celebrated Easter and, and the death and resurrection of Christ. And that is the essence. That's the foundation of our faith as Christians and disciples of Christ. That we're aware that there is such a thing as spiritual death and eternal death. But the good news is that for us, Christ came down. He was made to be the propitiation for our sins. For he made him who knew no sin to become sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that our, our spiritual death would then have a basis for resurrection, that we will not die eternally. Now, if we do not make use of the death and resurrection of Christ, and we fail to have a relationship with the Father here, and we die spiritually, and then die physically, we will die eternally. What is eternal death? Eternal death is dying and not knowing Christ therefore go into hell the bible says that if we believe with our hearts and confess with our mouth that jesus christ is lord we are saved so if you don't go through that process of first believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that jesus is lord and you die a you've died you've died spiritually then you die physically you're gonna go to hell it's as simple as that but if you've been through that process and you have accepted jesus as your lord and personal savior and glory to God. But this is just a reminder to say if we're disciples and we're following and we're studying, or well, guess what? We will go through trials, we will go through difficult times. It will happen to us one way or the other. But then to end it all, like I want to encourage us from the Bible, because I have no words of encouragement for you. Like <laughs> All of my words of encouragement come from the Bible. There is an end in sight to our sufferings. Now look at this pattern. 2 Timothy 4 verse 7 to 8, Paul says, and I read, that I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, 
which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. 2 Timothy 4, 7-8, NLT, right? Now look at the pattern. Paul says, look, I've given my life to Christ. I have followed, I have studied, I have gone through the test, and now I have I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've remained faithful. I've, I've stuck to that path of following and studying. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness. Now let's look at the person whose life we're mirroring, the person who's our standard Christ. In John 19 verse 30, the scripture says, when Jesus had tasted it, he said, this was Jesus on the cross. He, he said he was thirsty and they brought him um, vinegar. Imagine being given vinegar to drink when you're thirsty. Mean, savage. But <laughs> the scripture again says, when Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So again, I mean, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And then Jesus says, it is finished. Now, this is Jesus' reward after finishing his course and being faithful to the test. He says, um, it, it says in Philippians 2, 8 to 11, he humbled himself in obedience to God. This is in reference to Jesus and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, now this is the introduction of the reward of Christ going through in humility and obedience and the race that was set before him. It says, therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That's at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. That is Christ's reward. He is now seated at the right hand side of God the Father because he said it is finished and he actually did what he set out to do when he came down to earth. So it's an encouragement for us as disciples and as Christians to go through it. Don't give up because when we don't and we're able to boldly say, I have finished the race, I have fought the good fight, there will, there will be for us laid in heaven a vast amount of rewards crown of righteousness but second corinthians finally second corinthians 4 16 to 18 says that is why we never give up so don't give up going through the test and it continues to say though our bodies are dying our spirits are being renewed every day for our present troubles are small and won't last very long yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now, rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Don't give up. Like if you're a disciple, keep following, keep studying, keep faithfully running your race and going through that test. And like Paul says, there will be a prize awaiting you. That's the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give us on the day of his return. He will give it to us. And he will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in little. So here is much. Come and celebrate with me. And to end it, it's just a reminder of what Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote in his book, The Cost of Discipleship. He says, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. Christ is calling you and he's bidding you to come and die. Thank you, God, for the reminder that as Christians, as disciples, we need to follow, we need to study, and we need to go through the test. Thank you that in all of these processes, in all of these stages, 
that your spirit who is alive in us is is doing your will through us is enabling us to do these things because in and of ourselves we can't do these things we can't do them father i pray for anyone who needs to come back onto the path of following of studying and going through the test we pray for direction holy spirit anyone that desires to show yourself strong to them in the name of jesus amen amen thank you so much for listening guys um and i'll catch you in the next episode bye bye